Oh, that's uh, yeah. Dennis, kinda, yeah. is it anything happening soon in the nation uh, or the world? Seems pretty low key uh, on the news cycle. Yeah. So I thought the big news today was that Trump has ordered the erection of Whoa. an unscalable wall around the White House. And it actually is a replica of what they've used before on one part of the White House. And so it's not unprecedented. However, there's never been a president who said, I want the place surrounded with unscalable because from this post, I'm going to call the insurgency and we are going to cross the line into armed revolt. And yeah. my fervent followers who are armed to the teeth, be aware, stand back and stand by. He's preparing for the coup. He plans on announcing... This has been leaked. He plans on announcing his victory as early in the night as he can, assuming that a couple of states go his way, and then he's going to claim that anything that came in afterwards by mail was fraudulent. Right. But the key to this, of course, is that it's got to at least win his way. If he doesn't win Florida during the early hours of the election returns, he has no path to the presidency. Right. Unlike Biden, <clears throat> who can lose Florida and still win handily. I mean, this is his plan. You, this is his plan. He's going to cross the line. Show the show the look at the clips here. You, I think you sent them to me. Side by sides, Mussolini and Trump. Similar poses over years, including the last one up on the uh, balcony. Did you see the Lincoln Project singing Argentina? No. The the pop opera, Argentinian song. No, I am a donor to the Lincoln Project, but I've turned off many of their emails because they can be a little loquacious. Repetitive? With the emails. Okay, so, so they you, you, say this is, you say this is unprecedented, but you don't remember when Bill Clinton built that whole moat around the White House when he was running against Dole? When, when he was pretty sure that all the Dole supporters were going to storm the ramparts? And I don't remember that. Remember that? there was an election, it was Harrison... And Harrison, the decision on who'd be president, still was not decided five days before the inauguration. Nice. And it was finally decided. But you got to so just there, think of all the immediate like ballroom planning that has to happen when you don't know which group is going to be having the party. Because So, interesting point. Interesting point. Because, in fact... What Trump did was he canceled yesterday or today, early this morning, the event he was holding at Trump Towers. And instead, he, through Don Jr., who had just snorted at least two or three lines of cocaine, he had powder on his mustache, he said, we're thinking about just moving it to the White House. I heard that. Well, if he goes to the White House and things go badly, he won't have to appear. He's already home. If he's at Trump Tower and things go badly, huh? I heard it was more about also, like, the, the authorities are prohibiting. You don't want to do it from the fucking hotel room. You're going to stage a coup. You want to do it from the people's house. Yeah, I would. Well, I've done a lot of things in I hotel have, rooms, but coup. I think I would want to coup, do it from the White coup House. By any other name. Coup d'etat. Coup. 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 My little pigeon is calling. Coup, coup, coup. My little pigeon is calling. We sang that in grade school in the, at the, the bleeding Sacred Heart of Jesus Elementary School. 
the nun in her penguin suit with in front of the class and with all sorts of style. She wouldn't use a yardstick. She used an actual a baton. Mm-hmm. And she had us sing, coo, 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 my little pigeon is calling, coo, coo, So she was planting this idea of an overtaking of the government already at that young age. Was In the instilling... second verse, the second verse was, oh, teacher, tell me true, there's razor blades on the stoop, teacher, tell me true, there's razor blades on the stoop, teacher, tell me true. Isn't that the version you knew? Well, and then there's the whole thing about seizing the military is the important part of the coo-coo-coo. I have a message for you. It's a homing pigeon. And wrapped around the, in the song, wrapped around the homing pigeon's leg is, is a message from the generals. Fuck you, Trump. We're not coming to your rescue. Fuck you, Trump. That's what when you unravel right. the, the, message. the homing pigeon. And then Trump, as I predicted, takes a pistol, shoots himself in the fucking head. But, miracle of miracles, it just goes through his fucking head. doesn't hit his brain. His brain is actually so small. It looks like he has a big head. But right. most of his head is hair and skull. Right. And then what's inside there, a very, very, very thick skull, is a little pea brain about the size of his only nut, <clears throat> which is his left nut. Which is so tiny, but it's almost larger happened, than his infantile penis. What happened to his right nut? He ate it one night in, in a fixation. He thought it would look like it looked like a little tiny slider from Arby's. So he he ate it himself. He ate his own ball off like a fucking like a wild fucking mangy dog who's impregnated with fucking syphilis. Did that make him a leftist? <laughs> It's funny you should say. He named his balls. The one that cut off, the name was Antifa. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and the one, that's, the one that's left, he calls the attaboy. Anyway, his pea brain. So when he shoots himself in the fucking head, uh-huh. it misses his pea brain. It comes out the other side. It blows away enough of the roots of his hair that he's had tied down uh-huh. to his skull that not only does his hair flip open, but so does his skull. Right. And this is the weird thing. It's not like Hannibal Lecter where they takes the skull off the guy and eats his, his fucking... Yes, his you brains. reminded me of that, uh-huh. and I went and watched it, and there, I hate you for it. All that's there when you cut the top of Trump's head off is skull. Right. It's like pure bump. His skull is like the fucking giant the antler of a fucking deer. Just, yeah, just down to below his eye level, there's a little fucking pea brain the size of his one remaining nut. I remember, yeah. And uh, that's it. The left one. So he doesn't die. He's still... He's still he still creates Trump TV and the whole nine yards. But he's got to leave the country. He's got to leave the country because he's going to get indicted by the U.S. attorney in South Southern New York District. He's going to get indicted. That's why he said at a rally the other day, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to move to another country. All he's got to do is go live in Scotland, live on his fucking his new his, his new palace. I have a pretty solid example of this because we just had this happen in Spain. The previous king of Spain, who abdicated a couple years ago, and now we have a new king, the previous king's son, was indicted on charges of money laundering and bullshit, doing stuff you're not supposed to when you have all that power. And he has been excommunicated, uh, meaning he, if he returns in, into Spain, they will arrest him. So for the rest of his life, this year, 
for the rest of his life, he has to live outside yeah. of Spain. The previous fucking king of Spain, the king that unified Spain after the dictatorship was toppled and brought about democracy and was generally beloved, was fucking corrupt because when you have that much power, why wouldn't you take a little bit extra? And so now he's living in Abu Dhabi somewhere for the rest of his years. He's 80 or something. Yeah, but, okay. What's his name, Carlos? Juan Carlos. And but he's still on the coins that I spend every day. And so that's one option. You can be a you can be an Edward Snowden type that just lives the rest of your days outside of your country. He announced today he's applying for citizenship in Russia. Edward or Donald? (laughs) What? Who is applying for citizenship? Oh Edward. Edward or Donald. No, Donald, you can't. He's already. That would blow his cover. That would blow his cover. Some of my favorite cartoons are the ones that are overtly sexual in nature between Trump and Putin, including Putin with his shirt off from that famous pose of him riding a horse shirtless, which is just amazing. And the way he walks into a room and then is showing Trump all big and fat and his fucking pants pulled down and his red Stop ass it. showing Stop from it. being whipped, from uh-huh. being whipped by Putin, whatever. So, we're recording this the night before Election Day. I've been lax on getting these published, but I will try and get this out probably on Election Day, or maybe the day after. So, everyone listening to this will know what happened, and we do not, which is exotic. It's like, just tell us. So I watched the most recent episode of the circus show that you like. Yes. It wasn't that like last week you and I had a bit of a conflict about whether or not I should be so scared. And you cited the circus piece, which I have not seen. The lawyer. I've seen the one before that. No, I've seen the one, I think after that, the one that was released this past right, weekend. Right, I know. I'm saying the one you needed to see was yes, the one before yes. the one you just saw. Right. Yes. Which I haven't, okay. I have not seen the one I need, I need to see. I've seen the one that I don't need to see. And, and it was pretty boring. Didn't need to see. It, it actually wasn't. It wasn't. It was the one that they did, of all they've done, which it did not appear for the first time to me that the events drove the story, as opposed to it's time to tell a story, whatever story we had. Right. The other ones were more riveting because they were real time. What the fuck just happened in there? This oh, one was. They kept saying election day is two weeks ahead and they knew the date that was going to air they knew that was going to be the last episode before the election and so as such i don't know anyway it was worry but so speaking of uh shows i did see the two first two episodes of robbie which is very humorous and enjoyable enough that i'm sure i'll see it all but is it the brainchild of the main actor yes yes yeah, he, one, one he is a stand-up thing. comic and um, the author. He's very funny, and Bo Bridges is absolutely perfect. And I laughed, and I needed to take a nap, so I didn't watch any more than two. I snoozed for 30 minutes today. I'm still on an aggressive schedule so Good. of manual labor, which has its vexating or vexing implications with a man of, oh, Lord, weak limbs. I got the shoulder ache, bro. I got the deep shoulder ache. Yeah. That's better than my father, who just got his shoulder replaced for the second time. Oh, no. You know what? He fucked up. 
he did not follow the doctors and the physical therapist orders. And he said, I said to, because I had to go through it, I said, did you use the pulleys? He said, apparently not as much as I should have. And I said, why? I said, because I can only do this. And he showed me and I said, oh man, you fucked up, watch. And I showed him what I could do, which was clap above my head, but I didn't have it replaced. Nonetheless, the test of recovery is the same, either from the operation I had or from what he had. And so I'm not surprised. Maybe this time he'll do what they tell him. Huh? It's my understanding that he followed the advice the first oh, time no, as well. No, no okay. he did not. Okay. Anyway. No, he did not. But I, he's kept it from you. He's kept it from you. So he, it, does, he doesn't. Yes. I, I find it really interesting that they they have this technique called the reverse shoulder replacement, where normally your shoulder has the socket and your arm fits in there as the ball, and your shoulder muscle does all the moving up and down of your arm. But apparently they've invented this way where the arm is the socket and the shoulder is the ball, and so the arm muscle is the one that is moving the arm all around rather than the shoulder pulling up on your arm, which oh, no, goes sure. against biology and God's design. They thought they had a better way than God Almighty? They were like, hey, God. Better than the Creator? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. They no, were like, this, what is this? We should, we should segue into Alan Watts. Let's go to Alan Watts. So, Dennis, I sent you a thing that yep. I discovered the other day on my YouTube surfing that was like, whoa, man. I think I was whoa. actually, I, I think I was looking it's for... It's the best 10 minutes I've spent in years. It's the best That's 10 kind of, minutes we sp- I've had in years. We speak every week, and this is insulting. That, <laughs> I'm no Alan Watts. What can I say about this? It's an awkward moment. I'm sorry, but you are not necessarily riveting. I pay you some attention, which if you can vie for it, because I'm in this room alone and there is a light on that I can glance over at. And occasionally a car goes by on the road, which attracts my attention. There's a few sparkly objects that I like to look at from time to time, including the model car that the doors and the windows open and the steering wheel actually turns the wheels so I look at that sometimes when they're talking, but and there's pictures and stuff. If you close one door, does the, the other open? Huh? If you close one door on your model car, does the, does the other door open? Hey, hey I got to tell you. <laughs> so I'm in the parking lot the other day at the grocery store, and as I take my cart over to the cart rack, there's a fellow who's loaded up with groceries, and he slams his trunk not once, not twice, but thrice. And I said, you think you got her this time? And he says, yeah, damn thing. And I said, you know what they say? He said, what's that? I said, one door closes and another one opens. Damn car. He thought it was very funny. There you go. See? Very funny. It was a, it was an experiential exhibition of a joke. It was a cosmic joke. It was the joke turned cosmic. An experiential exhibition of a joke. Isn't that just Whoa. like what, what we're living through right now, man? 2020 feels like an experiential, what was it? (laughs) Exhibition of a joke. Contribution. So, Alan Watts. Tell me, yes. Where do we start? Where do we start? I I have a place to start, but it's at the most powerful. Not necessarily. Should we work our way up there? One of the things that was remarkable, of course, throughout, was the drawing. Yes. Which was like a, what do you call it when you have a parchment 
and the parchment is on a ring and you're turning the ring and the different images come up on the parchment. Sometimes the shadows, sometimes it's cartoons, a almost a cartoon cell scroll. Not to be confused with that heavy kind of strange skin that falls below in your, on your ball sack, which sounds like the same kind of thing, but it's not to be. I was confused. not confused about that. And now it's all I can think about. Well, let me tell you something. So there, there was the painting on a, on, on, a, on a scroat, what? A scroll. A scroll. Okay. A scroll. A scroll. So when you get older, the, the, the skin gets so long and saggy. That, you that you can write actually, your memoir. <laughs> it, tips, it tips into the ice-cold toilet water, which then it retracts enough to pull out of it, so to speak. But it's one of the things about growing old that when you sit in the toilet and it happens, you just say out loud, what the fuck is this now? So now my, my balls are hanging low. Do your balls hang low? Do they wiggle to and fro? You know the you know the tune. I'm sure you sing it to, to your children. Yes. <laughs> is there, is Every night at bedtime. Song yes. During Halloween, did you dress up like a giant Cossack with a huge ball sack swinging? All and that's your tune as you march through Spain with your helmet on. Do your balls hang low? Do they wiggle hey, to and fro? Where do you think I put the candy when I go trick or treating? In your ball sack. <laughs> In my big dangling ball sack. <laughs> you probably threaded it with a needle and thread and turned it into kind of a purse. I wouldn't be surprised. There you go. It's my. Yeah. At least it keeps it out. Keeps out of cold water when you're taking a shit. You know, you you gotta take measures, find support where you can. So to speak. Yes. So okay. To speak. So hold so on. I let's let's go. Let's... Measurements. I did measure mine. It was 16 inches. 16 inches. I could in fact thread it into a man satchel, gather things with it, apples, leaves, like a sack. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't one of your tools of the day during that oh, segment. I thought about that. I thought about that today when I was out working. And you know what I decided? The simple hammer. How profound is that? We don't need complex tools. I just need hammer. a rock that I can hit another rock with. That's, that gets down to the base primate opposable thumb. What can we do with opposable thumbs? We can pick up a heavy thing and hit another thing with it. And That's, and that's what, life, what man. Drove it, what drove it home to me. I thought about that's it. That's all I do every day. And then I found myself in, in my shed with a nail to drive and did not have a hammer. Good thing you had your so ball what sack. what did I do? Actually, <laughs> I looked, I rummaged through my ball sack, and there were a lot of tools in there, different kinds of things. Nothing with sharp edges, thank God. And it wasn't there. And I looked over at my new tool shed wall, which now is, I will take a picture and send you for show notes, which is how all my tools are up. I have a tool wall. Ooh. And I didn't have a hammer. And immediately, I thought about one of my best friends in grade school, Jim. And Jim, like I, Jim and I could sing, and we sang together. And one of the songs that we sang when we got together drinking our beer in seventh and eighth grade, when we were hanging out at the railroad tracks and drinking beer. As you do in seventh grade. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. I'd hammer in the evening all over this land. I'd hammer out danger. I'd hammer out warning. I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters. Oh, over this If I had a bell, I'd ring it in the morning. I'd ring it in the evening. And on and on. You're not going to do it all. That's what I know. No, I could. 
I'd ring it in the evening. I'd ring in the afternoon. I'd ring out warning. I'd ring out love between my brothers and my sisters over this land. Now, I, I had a bell, but I don't have it. Do I have a bell? No. Do you have a bell? No, just that. That's not a... Reminds me. I got to bring out my, my washboard vest. <clears throat> I, my wife got me. I have we talked about this before, but she bought me a washboard vest for a Cajun. You can't just use your washboard you know, abs? Crazy. <laughs> right. My washboard flubs. <laughs> so, uh, but I think I'll, I told you that well, I, I put too hard and too soft thimbles on my fingers on each hand and uh, play with all my fingers, which is fun. And, and it's so loud that nobody who's in the house can stand to hear it. You could turn the music on, and the music has to be up loud enough that the loudness of this thing doesn't drown out the music. It's a loud fucking thing. Right. And so it's not one that has an appreciative audience, so to speak, in the household. Right. So one has to find its moments. You should do that while we're podcasting. That would be excellent. I wanted to go back. You said you have laid out your tools in your shed. Are you familiar with the word knolling? N-O-L-I-N-G. K-N-O-L-I-N-G. No. This is a phenomenon, I guess. It's... So you've definitely seen those people that on their shed wall where they've got their tools hanging, where they like draw a little outline around each tool yeah. where it's supposed to go. My or father whatever. did that. Yeah. I did that. Black magic worker. Yeah. So knolling is this sort of like in the colloquial sense, we off we we misuse. This is a long. This is a long intro. <laughs> Hold on. Just, like we. we... <laughs> We got plenty of time, but we don't have any idea yet we're talking about. It's all we misuse interesting in the, setup. Shut the fuck up so I can get to my through my setup. We misuse the, the term OCD, but but we know what it means to be anal about how things are organized. And there's this concept of wanting to have all your tools in, in, in exactly in a way such that it is aesthetically pleasing, and that is called noling. And I did not know that. Well, that's it, what I was participating in today right you're an un- and i must say you're I an unknowing knoller that the that the unknowing knoller that what you'll just be striking at the pictures i show it is both the juxtaposition of the tools against either for short hangers a white exterior wood screw and for double uh holders a uh, brass three and a half inch Ooh. wood screw so that it will hold two shovels Here's the thing about the knolling that I know that I did it. I moved the tools around several times. I screwed them in. I screwed them out. I moved them in a different spot because it was not as pleasing. It was, first of all, without a doubt, it was functionality. Could I put the tool in a spot where I could easily grab it without bumping into a lot of other tools and maximizing the amount of wall space that I had? So functionality then crossed with... You weren't, rolling, you weren't organizing them task. by color. You didn't want all the lighter colored ones on one side. There, it, it's, it, it's an interesting side note that one of my plans for the winter is to, in the shed, is to refurbish all of these tools, huh. to clean them, to get the, any rust that's on them off, to use a stove black to get them and to varnish the handles. Huh. 
And there's a trick I'll tell you about. It might be a future Hall of Famer for important tools. Simple and cheap, this is. And what it is, it's a bucket, about a five-gallon bucket. And what's in the bucket is sand that's been saturated with used or new motor oil. And when you're done using a shovel or a hoe or anything, you put it in and out of the bucket, which has not only the gritty, sandy, scrapey cleanliness of the sand cleaning the tool, uh-huh. but also replenishing it, replenishing it with a coating of oil to make certain that all moisture is absolutely eradicated. Whoa. And then from there, and then from there, a, a quick wipe of a rag that's handy on the rag shelf. I don't know why they would call it that, but it's where you put your rags and, and then you put it back. And it, it, it increases the life longevity of your tool from many years to basically lifetimes eternal. More than one lifetime. If you take care of your tools this way, there'll be generations. It'd be three, two, three hundred years if everybody did it. It's all solid oak. Wow. Keep it tight. So you dunk your tool in the bucket with sand and motor oil. It reminds me of the cast iron skillet. you did last night. Yeah. You said you were going to spend your... Dip your tool in sand with motor oil? Yeah, baby. Ooh, you are a rough boy. You, you said you were going to spend the winter polishing your tools. Yeah. <laughs> I said restoring my tools, to be more specific. You were going to... There's going to be some rubbing. Let's just put that out there. You know what show I started to watch the other day? It's one that we've never talked about, and it's called Episodes. And it stars Matt LeBlanc from Friends, who was who played Joey. Yeah, I know. And it is Matt I know LeBlanc. of him. Yes. It's very funny in the same way that Robbie is funny. This is I've seen there's a there's a Yeah, I knew that he had a show post It's gone on for six ep- six seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's I knew it was around. He's but, funny. Yeah. But he's funny, he will never not be Joey to me. Uh, That's what that is what it permeates the move, the, the series. Right. Is that in fact like the line in in the last episode I saw, which I think I'm still in season one, I believe, maybe episode six or seven in season one, where where no, this is probably third or fourth season where these British writers who had a hit British show about a proper English boarding school and a headmaster, a lovable old fat headmaster was going to be translated for the American audience by this amazingly played producer who, you have to think about it, but in the notes at some point, but it's very funny. And, and when the writers, when it's clear after they already moved to LA from London to participate in what was a sure thing, they found out that their headmaster had to be, had to audition. And they were bringing him, they promised him, they'd bring him to America. Make a long story short, he didn't get the job, and instead, Matt LeBlanc is hired, and instead of a schoolmaster, he's a coach for a fucking hockey team. And so the British writers had to adapt uh, quite a bit. Huh. <laughs> and so, so it's, he's an, he, it's pretty funny. His character is an actor? Yes, yes, it's okay. yes. And so when the British people, and the woman has an honest conversation with him, about how he says at this dinner party, he says, I'm just not right for this part, am I? And she said, no. And he said, what about being a coach? And she said, no, that would destroy the entire point of the thing, and no. And so she was shocked the next day when at lunch she was told that he had it. And they both looked at the camera, and then they looked at each other, 
and he said, they're going to make Joey the headmaster of the boarding school? So, he's... He's playing himself. He's playing himself. Being offered another part in a, in a movie, and it's all about the life of Matt LeBlanc as now being cast okay, okay, as okay. this coach. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Seasons, seven seasons. So there's, that says something about it. There's five seasons. I just looked it up. 41 episodes at the time of this. That's a lot. Ooh, last episode was in 2017, so I think it's off the air. The series finale... Aired. Sorry, I don't know the answer to that. No, I didn't say Siri. I said series. Jesus. That the last episode aired on October eighth, two thousand seventeen. It's really brain candy. While I waited for the two that came out last night, right, which was a conflicting Hugh Laurie in Roadkill, which I opted to watch because I knew that unlike PBS, I could pick up a Showtime show. In fact, at ten o'clock and miss the Undoing, the second episode. And so this is what happened. Wait, the Undoing had, is showing already? It's on its second episode uh, last night. Okay. In that case, I need to get my shit. And so rather than watch that at 9 o'clock, I opted to watch the PBS, which unlike HBO, you can't just go to – I suppose I could go online and find it, but it isn't like as you easy You can request as it on HBO. demand. Right. Yes. So I opted to watch Hugh Laurie. Not only did I fall asleep the first time, but I, when I rewound it to see what I had missed – and was conflicts was so I couldn't believe it, but apparently I had fallen asleep after the second minute. I went all the way back and then I fell asleep again at the third minute. And when I went back, I said, How can I keep doing this? That's some good I'm TV. sleeping for twenty minutes at a time. <laughs> and then I just finally gave up and said the last thing Sometimes... I saw was him looking at the camera or looking or looking at someone he was talking to and saying, All I know is I am the most miserable person about every aspect of my life and i thought wow a lot's happened since <laughs> since i fell asleep two minutes in for the third time yeah so yeah. i haven't seen nicole uh kidman in the second episode yeah, on the agenda let's, let's not talk about that the undoing thing yeah i haven't seen any of it <clears throat> did you yeah. watch Laurie? You did. what you watch you laurie then i've seen two episodes of the and you said it was uh, good but not not maybe not great but good very good it the end of the second episode is let's just say it makes the title make some sense. It's what? It makes it gives the title uh, some sense. In a way that the third uh, day never really did, despite our attempts. I didn't I didn't think that the third day made no sense because the episodes were named after the uh, Holy Spirit, the 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 Trinity. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. What what are you looking at me for? Why are you staring at me with that fucking weird look on your face? Okay. Why are you holding the bridge of your nose? <laughs> uh, so it doesn't fall off. science the audience. What? I, I just, I don't know. I just listened back to our episodes on that, and our discussion never really got around to what the hell the title means. But let's leave that in the wind for the future. So it's pre-election night. Or Alan Watts. Where do we go from here? Alan Watts. I don't know. Either where one would be more profound and important. Let's go to Alan. Alan Watts. Where do we begin? Let me just say this about Alan Watts. There was a moment there that you'll recognize as soon as I mention it, where he says, this is what reality is. And then he does this fucking bong. And right. there's a screenshot 
that mesmerizes and absolutely gathers you and puts you here and now, which is what is his intention. And it is fucking remarkable. Remarkable. If you're listening to this, you have to go to the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 083 to click on the link to go watch this 10-minute video. Yes. But you've got to see. I, I love... You can't, I, I, you can't jump ahead. you got to. You just got to watch it. Yes. Always it's riveting. It. There's no... There's no reason that and anyone I, would be in a hurry not to watch every bit of it. I used to love these. There was this YouTube channel called RSA Animate. Search, search, search. Yes. RSA stands for Royal Society something or other. And back when I used to surf YouTube on my television, this RSA Animate channel was pretty high on my list. And it is... Basically, this style where they take some philosopher giving a talk somewhere, and as the talk is going on, someone is drawing as if on a whiteboard, annotating what the person is saying and drawing little things. And sometimes they need to draw a figure really quick, and they speed up the video. And anyway, it's a, it's a great channel. But this particular video that we are sending uh, you to, listener, is this is is this style where someone is. This is an some speech that Alan Watts gave to some university crowd somewhere with the pictures. No, no the pictures are, are done, are done. We're post, done. This we're done speech. this year. The post speech, speech. It's just a speech. The video oh, was justice. created. I mean, that's, the but, video was created okay. uh, and published this Recent. year. Actually, the RSA anime the thing. Given when? I don't know. Alan Watts died a while back. I don't know when the speech was given, but Alan died in 1973 at the age of 58. With, he died of cancer? He had three wives in those years. And his death was alcoholism. Oh, boy. Friends of Watts had been concerned about him for some time over his alcoholism. <laughs> On the 16th of November, 1973, at age 58, he died in his sleep. He was reported... To have been under treatment for a heart condition. As I hope in another beer. <laughs> here's, Let's raise a glass to alcohol. Jesus. Jesus. Here's Alan Watts. This, this, this video is remarkable. It is remarkable. And it is so honest and so clear and helpful that I just say it again. It's the best, one of the best 10 minutes I've spent in years. It is yeah, it, it, everyone should see it. We should get other podcasters to promote it. Some type of unified. Can you tell if it gets a lot of views? I imagine you can. No. I've I have in past years. It's been a while, but I have been on Alan Watts YouTube journeys, where you can go and listen to a whole bunch of his recorded thoughts, spoken by him, and they are they are profound. The the one this I really beautifully done. The one I really love about this one is. The the concept of there is no past, there is no future, there's only the present. Right. And then they do this thing where... He shows a huge freight ship right. going in a body of water and describes the wake as the way that we should understand time. That it's the present that, in fact, is causing the past. Like, Just as what? the boat causes the wake, but behind the boat, it's where it's been. It is astounding. Yeah, it's, it's 
I don't know how much sense it makes if you're super, super analytical and sober, but if you're not, wait, wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. What? You gave two options there. <laughs> you gave two options there. Analytical, fine, but sober meaning what? Literally sober or figuratively sober meaning serious. Psychologically sober, man. Spiritually sober. Are you spiritually drunk right now? What's that? What? Are you spiritually drunk you right now? Your screen froze. The... I am. I am. I or am. are you spiritually? Coo, coo, coo. My little pigeon is calling. That's, if that's my inner self, I'm in trouble. I, why am I damned to have this pigeon song stuck in my fucking mind that it comes out every now and then? It's, it's, what? What? A little pigeon is calling, what? Kill the pigeon. You take out pigeon and you have some pigeon stew. There you go. You stick the pigeon upside down in a vat of boiling water and the feathers all, all flare out and become easy to pluck. And then you pluck out all the feathers and you've got this skin. You, and you rip the skin off and cut the little meat that's there. You make yourself a pigeon stew. Six, eight pigeons a do. Feed two people. The brown. See, there you go. That's the... with potatoes and carrots. A pigeon stew. Celery. Onions. Cut large. Everything bite size. About the same bite size as a piece of pigeon. A, I, a little that piece might, here, a little piece here. That might be the final verse. Stew. I hear the pigeon boiling. <laughs> That's pleasant. Stew, stew, stew. Stew, stew, stew. What are you doing with that water? Stew, stew, stew. It looks too hot for me. Stew, stew, stew. Why am I hanging upside down? Stew, stew, stew. Yeah, so good thing nothing is happening this week. There's nothing I love more than the stench of boiled feathers when some of them have been hit by the flame and a wet and a singe. I feel the air with a pungent odor. So like pigeon feather. It goes with the stew. Yeah. So, what's going to happen this week? This is what I think. I think Biden takes Florida. Prognosticate. I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't look back, and I think that all of Trump's plans to announce early are devastating, realistically impossible for anyone to imagine. Because at the end of the day, it's fucking math, and all this hubris, all this crazy Wait, hold blah, on. blah blah math, blah. Math is based talk. on facts, man. When has that still slowed us down? Do you remember the math well, of his inaugural attendance? If he doesn't, do you remember that math? If he, do, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get Florida, he has no argument. He has no path. I'm going to predict a night where we say it fucking finally worked out. It worked out. It is a, the drama. It worked out. It's devastating. All okay. the scenarios. This is the one. Okay. I've got to. Maybe I'm hopeful. Call me naive. Call me Eve. Well, Eve and I, what? Wait, this isn't naive. This is election night, Eve. 
Whoa, man. So, Whoa, man. So, nah. And then what happens? Nah. When uh, by then by November appear. by Thanksgiving, what are we? What does the nation look like by Thanksgiving? Electoral College is ready to meet December 9th, and the, the Trump is devastated and so obviously fallen from the largest beating back of any president in the history of the fucking nation because the early voting didn't represent early voting of people who are going to vote in election day. It was up and above that because we're going to have the most massive turnout we've ever had, and it's going to fall our way. And all of the repetitive and needed admonishments that we can't count on nothing, blah, blah, blah. As it turns out, the polls have been, it's Biden by seven points. He knows early on, because he's got Florida, he won't even fucking need Pennsylvania. He's going to take Arizona. He's going to take Wisconsin. Okay, he may right. pluck off an unknown state. Well, it's all, it's who, all the who among us is going to get. Has not plucked off an unknown, an unknown state. But the, but what does it look like? What does Trump say? When the say mainstream his media, gonna talk. No. his spokespeople. You're saying he's not going to talk. He's he's going to shut the fuck up for the first time ever. For a day. For a day. Okay. For at least 24 hours. Right. My question was when he. And then what? And What's then, he going to say? And then what? It's going to be all caps tweeting. I think he's going to talk was, about this going is total bullshit. He's going to go through. He's going to. It's the same bombastic. This is a ripoff, et cetera. Except that it's so overwhelmingly Biden. That it, it his stuff now sounds just whiny, just whiny, and, and his 35% base that he's so proud of dwindles to 26, who still support him and believe him. And then you're down to fucking QAnon. Now QAnon is not millions and millions of people, bro. Okay, it's not millions and millions. The militias are not millions of people. True. There are hundreds of thousands, not to be little that number but it's not it's nothing that could realistically mount a fucking insurrection in the united states not with our fucking military might which right, at the, at the uh, who, who follows biden. but biden is not the commander-in-chief for another couple months if there is insurrection happening what do you think he's gonna, what's your scenario mr doom and fucking gloom i don't know it's what if the militia comes out to to fight, it's like to fight I, who? Who are they going to fight? They're going to go to the to the states, government places where the electors will, I don't know, be chosen or yeah. already been chosen, but I don't know. Uh, or they will yeah. just protest in the streets and with their guns, and the police might be might control. I don't know. I'm I'm worried. It's a... you, you sent me the you sent me the cookie poll, which I thought was disconcerting because it, the poll shows that the bakery that has the orange cookie that says on it four more years right. is outselling the blue cookie, which says just Biden on it, I think, and the the Trump cookie is outselling the Biden cookie six to one, and which I, I found to be not predictive. I, there was a turn of I, phrase I, 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 I used. Uh, I can't recall. I, I love these. I love these examples of. This thing has predicted the last seven times that we've had had something to happen. Right. At the World Cup, at the soccer World Cup right. a couple years ago, there was this octopus that for the last three World Cups had predicted 
every single match right. they claimed right which is a right. thing that if you're the caretaker of the octopus and the octopus gets one of them wrong might you just slip you're that done. one under the rug and say that they really you're voted done. the other way oh, yeah right right and right, right. but like this thing where if statistics and if you have a million people that are flipping coins on every election and you can definitely choose from those people oh you're the one that has predicted the election exactly every single time no it's just chance we need to understand what chance is and that probability predicts that a one in a million event is going to happen one time with a million people and anyway people are bad with the stats and probabilities and shit but anyway yeah i i i I have this website that i go to that shows me popular news articles and they're often popular right-wing news articles and it's super enlightening to see what what the other side is talking about because i get enough noise from the left so yeah anyway it's it's monumental i volunteered for the democrats here and and did two four-hour shifts three-hour shifts i called 100 people maybe per shift so and I only talked to two people and one of them was a Biden supporter uh, and the other one was a Trump supporter and the Trump supporter said to me oh you'd want to be talking to me and I said why not and he said uh, you want me to talk about Biden the pedophile you know about that and it was all I could do not to engage him I did for just a second and I said your mind's made up thanks for taking the call and he said one more disparaging thing that was right from the talking points but out of 100 calls. So they wanted me to do it again and again. I said, you know what? And then I could knock on doors, but I'm high risk. And I'm thinking, I don't know why I want to do that. I could have gone online. And maybe I still can tomorrow, but maybe I will. But the last email they sent out was, what are you going to tell your children? You're right. What are you going to tell your grandchildren? Did you do everything you could to make this happen? And it's a very compelling come on for somebody like me that's done some limited work, and I don't give myself much kudos for what yeah, I did. Yeah, it is, it is a manipulation, though, for sure. Uh, yeah, and that it's effective, and thank God it is, because it will bring some people out of the world. Right. It's effective to people um, with a fucking conscience. So what's your prediction? I've given mine. All right. I'm going to go on the record. You're holding the bridge of your nose again. That's severe. I know. It's, I'm concerned. It's hard. It's hard. I think that... Biden will win very clearly to most of us. And Trump will deny that fact as he has with all others. And there will be a prolonged court battle that I don't want it to get to the Supreme Court like in 2000. And I think my guess is that before it gets to the Supreme Court. You think it'll be close enough? No. You think that'll be close enough that Pennsylvania, for example, Pennsylvania post-election counting of ballots that were postmarked before election day will make the difference. No, because where you're, where you're, no, I, I think, I think, no, I think that the Trump side will say, "Look, we made it to midnight on election day, and election. those are all those are the only votes that count because that's election day, right? And therefore." Which there's no legal with constitutional basis for such a claim. True, but it doesn't true, matter. True. You're right. Exactly. It doesn't I'm matter. With you. And, with you. It and also, at all. it also, he, that he won't even have the maximum of those. I think Biden will still right. win by that measure. By that but, token, right. But then he will find some way to discredit enough ballots such that he could potentially. He may not even show won. up. 
for inauguration day. He may stiff. He may stiff it. No, no all no, that no, shit no. that happens no. with there, the turnover there, of power. There is no May. I don't think there's a. There's no May. Huh? He will not. I guarantee fucking to you, he will, he will not. not be at inauguration day. Yeah. He will not write a note and leave it on the resolute desk. Inauguration. Yeah, yeah, inauguration. inauguration. Day. He will not be there. I, there's no way that he loses and shows up for that. He has. He does not have that that humanity in him. He is a sore fucking loser, and he will be tweeting. He will. He will be tweeting. Every norm. Of course. Well, why wouldn't he break more norms? He's broken all of them so far. Right. He he will be live right. fucking tweeting during the election during the inauguration speech. I guarantee it. He will be like, huh, call his crowds. Huh. I don't know. So, the next uh, time we chat, we will know more. Six days after election day. God. Yes. Right. Yes. And we will know more, and we will look back at our previous. Wake me up if they can tell us who's the president of the USA. Wake me up if there is news, dear. But I've got to get away. I can't stand another minute. I've got to lay my Head to rest. I've got to sleep a little, darling. I hope it turns out for the best. Yeah. I, for one, I, for one, on Tuesday, am going to bed early because I know enough to not try and stay up for the election results. The, I'll be up all night. Four years ago, four years ago, I woke up and I was up and serving my children breakfast when Trump came out and gave his success, his victory speech. And I remember my seven-year-old daughter specifically said, Daddy, why are you crying? Oh, dear. And I was like, I can't even tell you what – there's no way I can express to you what has happened – while we were sleeping. So there's a song there, isn't there? <sighs> oh, daddy, tell me why you crying. Bum, 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 bum. What's the sadness that you feel? Do, dum, 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 dum. Is it about the damn election? Do, dum, 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 dum. Is it a real one or a steal? Do, dum, 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 dum. Why are you swearing, James Comey? Why are you choking on your soup? Do you not believe that he is in charge now? Daddy, please don't cry in your soup. Okay, that's it for episode number 83. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 083. You can help support us by going to patreon.com slash happyhour. Wow, what an election that was. You can follow our feelings about the results in the next episode. And everybody stay safe. Wear a mask. Just be a good person. And we'll see you next week.